everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hi, everybody. This is uh, New Awakening, a new show from Eddie La Rosa, or hosted by Eddie1975. And this is a new show that I'm starting. I want to start talking about different things, mostly uh, religious, spiritual, and a little bit of everything else. So I hope you guys like it. And um, I'm going to call a friend of mine right now. See if we could talk a little bit of spirituality. Mike, yeah. we're on talk to you right now, man. We're we're on the air. We're on the air. All right. So, so if you want to throw something down, this is the first. This is my first recording. All right. Um, I'm on speaker. Is that going to be fine? Or? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You know, I'm in my house. There's nobody here, so we can talk about whatever, bro. What do you have on your mind? Um... Throw a little bit of grace there, bro. A little bit of grace? Well, remember how we were talking about yesterday the, uh, you know, what what we perceive, you know, what grieves the Holy Spirit? Right. Know? And um, I wanted to do a little research on that. Uh, kind of wanted to do that almost live. That would be great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the, are you in front of your computer? Yeah, I'm in front of my computer right now. Okay. Um so there's that scripture that's something about let your speech, let everything that comes out of your mouth, you know, be seasoned with grace, right? Right. Um, and bear, bear in mind with me right now, I'm, I'm throwing something else out on the internet while I'm doing this. Let me just attach this file. All right. And then um, can you help me find that scripture? Let me check it out. Let me see. Do you, what book is it in? Um, I don't know, just Google it. Just just Google um Seasoned with Grace. Seasoned with Grace? Se- seasoned with Grace. Seasoned with Grace. No, Seasoned with Grace. Like Seasoned with Salt and Pepper? Seasoned yeah, with Grace. Seasoned with Grace, yeah. Yeah. Is it um, Beverly Lewis? Uh, oh, no. Uh, let, me just, let me just finish this real quick. All right, send. All right, cool. Now I can, let me get out of here. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Um, let me see. Or, or you could put the word mutual edification. Mutual. How do you spell that? <laughs> mutual edification? <laughs> no, the mutual edification. Uh, okay. Let us therefore make every effort to do what these two. Let's see. All right. Uh, let us therefore make every effort to see these to mutual, mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it's wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. Uh, it is better to not eat meat and drink, else it cause your brother to sin and fall. Uh, so whatever you believe, things between yourself and God, believe blesses those who do not condemn himself by what he approves. Uh, but whoever has doubts condemns if they eat because they are uh, all right, what was the other one that I said? What was the other? Season of, of Grace. Season, season of Grace. Season. Yes. With Grace. Oh. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Season with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Let's go back. Let's see this in context. 
be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Uh, make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Uh, your mic, yeah, but is that, from, is that from Miles Monroe? Huh? Is no, that's from, from the Bible. That's oh. from the Bible. Hold on, hold on. And then let me look. Let me look up um, grieve the spirit now. How do you spell grieve? G R E I, right? G R E I, grieve. Oh, no. Let's put do not, do not grieve the spirit or quench the spirit, right? G R I V E E. G R I E. E V E. Grieve. Yes. Let's see what the context of that is. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you have been sealed the day of redemption and don't give God's All right, so let's look at that one. Ephesians 4.30. Let's look at it in context now. Let's go back. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful to for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Okay, sounds a lot like the other scripture. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So within context there, talking about how you talk to people, you see? Right. You know, uh, let's go back even more. Anyone who has been stealing must no longer but more uh, but must work doing something useful with their hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. I mean, look, even right there, man, the Bible's uh, definition of, you know, what unwholesome talk is, you know, is not necessarily profanity, bro, you know? Uh, I mean, it's included because that's not, that's not, you know, building anybody up when you do that, right? But, exactly. but the idea here is that it's not just about profanity, bro. You know, that's unwholesome talk. I, yeah, you know, you're, you're right there. But unwholesome has to do more with, bro, almost the tone, you know, that you use. Uh, if it's if it's not mutually, you know, edifying, you know, even benefit those who listen. It says. Uh, and then, and then it, it adds on to the, you know, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And it points back to what? Redemption. Look at that, bro. I didn't even see that in there. You know, the Amen, themes, bro. the themes in those Bibles, man, that, that, that in, the, in the, those Bible studies that I was going through, man. You know, everything points back to redemption. Even Jesus's miracles, you know, they didn't, they didn't just stop at the mud. Mud, you know, mud has to be washed off. You know, and the washing comes from the water of the words, you know, when you hear the word, then you have faith, you know, and it brings you right back to your savior. You know, that guy washed his freaking eyes out and he went back and he was able to see the savior, the redeemer, you know, everything points back to the redemption. If you would have left the mud on his eyes, he would have been blinder than when he already was, you know, but you got to wash the creation off of you, man. Creation has fallen, you know. It's good to go to exercise. It's good to get education. But if you don't get redemption, you know, you're, you're twice as fallen. You know what I'm saying? Because creation has already fallen. And if you're lacking redemption, then, you know, you're, you're just a blind a blind guy. So my, my point is this, man. You know, you're not fully educated until you've read the Bible. And the Holy Spirit has taught you, you know, uh, milk. You know what I'm saying? And you're ready for right. meat. You know what I'm saying? And not even that, because there's meat and then there's, you know, there's honey, you know what I'm saying? There, there's there's the water of the word, the pure water of the word, you know, right. and, and um, you know, there's many types of meals, basically, the Bible describes, you know, and I, I, for me, what's interesting with the Holy Spirit is giving me, like, an interest in the numbers, and uh, the next thing is now the animals, you know, you were, you, you were even bringing that up, there was a, there's, you got the pig, you got the dogs. Um, really don't talk about goats, you know, but you you, you got the sheep, right? Yeah, you got the and sheep. You, you got, and you the got horse. The sheep. And the horses you got, are common in the Bible. You, know? you, got the, you got the sheep, you got the goats, you got the pigs, and there's another one, and dogs. 
again, so you got the dog, the sheep. Yeah, but I, I kind of don't put goat in there because um, yeah, because remember because the sheep, you know God will separate the sheep from the goats. Does it say like that? Does it say like sheep and goat? Yeah, bro. That's an actual scripture. Sheep and goats. Yeah, he will separate the sheep from the goats. He does. Okay, all right. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I, I've heard the verbiage so long that sometimes you got a double question with you've been sheep, hearing. You, get, you got sheep. You got goat. You got uh, pigs. Uh-huh. You got dogs. Then you got dogs. You I mean, they come. Dogs. It comes out. Goats for the Passover offering. Goats for the assembly. Goats. Manservants and maidservants now I'm sending goats uh, fat from the kidneys, goats with choice rams, goats so that the king. There's a lot of Old Testament stuff when it comes to goats, though, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, white. Uh, let me see. You put sheep, you know, it comes all out on in the New Testament, you know. It's like, I mean, it comes out in the New, Old Testament, too, but. The sheep from the goats, bro. Let me, yeah. Let me just get out of this Bible hub because it's killing me. Here. Give me one second. Let me just go to my usual Google site. Give me one second. Yeah, just get out of there. All right, cool. All right. So, what was I looking up? The sheep from the goats. Go, goats. Goats in the New Testament. <laughs> Have you ever seen, like, in Israel or, you know, people who, who say the Jewish, they, they blow that horn? Okay. You know, you've seen the, the horn? The, 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 yeah, the shofar. Yeah. You yeah. see the horn? It's really, really long sometimes. Okay. It's a freaking elk, bro. It doesn't point to Christ. When it's a small one, uh-huh. that's the real one. Because that, that's a ram. Okay. A ram was caught in the thicket. See what I'm saying? Right. And, and in order to get that, what do you got to do to the ram? You got to kill it. <laughs> so when they would blow the horns and they went around the walls of Jericho, they were proclaiming, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ before they even experienced it by blowing the horn. Wow, bro. And they were blowing the <laughs> breath of God. Amen, bro. You see? And, um, hold on, goats in the New Testament, enter. Let's see. The sheep and the goats, or the Jezreel nations, is pronounced of Jesus, recorded in chapter 25, Matthew's Gospel in the New Testament. Jesus asserts that the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, and then shall sit upon the throne of his glory. Let's see, let's go Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in the glory... And all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So, we got we to gotta understand. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. Like, what else yeah. does it say, though? What else does it say, I mean? I mean, you want to keep reading it or, or go back into context. Uh, context. Uh, the king will say to those on his right, come, you are blessed, my father, to take your inheritance. You go down to chapter 37, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when do we see you hungry? Oh, this is another point I wanted to make. This is perfect. This kind of leads to me. The Holy Spirit wants you to know this. Check this out, man. When you're fully saved by grace, you know it's not you, okay? You know it's totally God who who basically made it happen, you know? Uh, you couldn't die on the cross yourself. Um, Jesus came to you when you were lost. And uh, if you're fortunate enough to have come to believe, you know, that Jesus died and resurrected on the third day after being crucified, you know, uh, and gave his life, you know, not that he was killed, but gave his life as a ransom for many, um, you know, you have a very special stance with God if you believe that um, because you've been separated from amongst the goats already. And... Here you see that the sheep don't even are not even conscious of the fact that they've done good works. You know, Joseph Prince was talking about this the other day. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm skeptical of everybody, bro, but health, healthy wise, you know, I guess uh, because you got to question everything. You know, the Bible says course, that the people who are of noble character questioned everything that Paul said, and they went and they studied. You know, that's right. that's what it's about. You know, um, and then at this point, you know, I was seeing this, and it says the righteous will answer to him. 
you know, Jesus, Lord, when did we say you, when, when did we see you hungry and feed you or, th- or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick in prison and go to visit you? They weren't even, they, they're like, when did we do that? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those who's left, depart from me, you cursed. Right? So the ones on the right, blessed. The ones on the left, cursed. But watch this. Watch this. The ones on the right, when they were told of their of their good works, they were, they were not even conscious of it. Right. They were not even aware of when they did it. The point is, is that your past has been has been hidden in Christ. So much so to the point that now when you do good works, okay, um, and you have the right motive, it's a kingdom-orientated motive, you know. It's, it's a work made of gold that won't be burnt up in heaven. You'll, you'll have a reward for it. But you won't even be conscious of it because the, the, the motive is so pure that it can, you count it all joy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's why, look, that, that's why the work that Jesus did was so perfect. Because for the, the joy set before him, he endured, you know, the cross. And it's, it's amazing, man, when I, when I really think about, you know, just like how undeserving we are and yet how good God is. You know, God gave us his best for our worst. Amen. And it's, and it's, it all points to grace, man. It all points to the re- redeeming work of the cross. You know, even the two angels that are on the Ark of the Covenant, they're bowed down and they're facing the blood, the blood of goats and bulls. But that's only a a shadow and a type of the true blood that was in heaven that tore the veil for us, you know? Mm -hmm. talks about that in Hebrews. And, um, you know, so I've learned to set my eyes on what Jesus, you know, wants us to be setting our eyes on, which is the blood and the fact that we're redeemed, you know? The Bible says we have redemption through his blood. It doesn't say we're going to get redemption if we, you know, we're perfect. It says we have it, you know? This is something that we're saved by grace through faith, you know? You can't earn this. And so with the revelation, blessed are you if you understand this. Blessed are you if you can comprehend what's coming out of my mouth because just like Peter, you know, you're being given keys to the kingdom of God. You're, you're being given secrets, you know, actually, that other people, they don't understand. They're on the left side. You're on the right, you know. And when you get these things, you're not supposed to just like, you know, cool, I got it. You know what I'm saying? But they're supposed to propel you not forward just for prosperity, but for the benefit of everyone. You see? So... God's not interested in helping you go into business just for yourself. He wants you to be able to be a blessing. You know what I'm saying? And and watch Amen. this. Watch this. The key to your prosperity, really, is your rarity. I'm going to say that one more time. The key to prosperity is your rarity. You know, let me ask you a question. If I get a rock from down the street and I tell a, a, a jeweler to set it, any rock, you know, I just randomly pick any stupid rock that's on the side of the street and I set it on a on a metal or a gold you know thing on my finger and I try to present that to my wife my soon to be wife you, you think she'll be happy with that? No. No because that rock is not rare at all. Anyone can go find that rock. But we pay a lot of money for a rock called a diamond. And it takes a lot of time for that thing to to develop. And the more rare something is the higher value it has. And that's why I love. That's why I love the girl I'm dating now. You know, dating. I mean, she's. Amen. I can't even talk about her. I get any emotion. But anyways, she's a diamond for me. You know what I'm saying? And um, you don't find those everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You don't just stumble upon a diamond. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, so when you do, you know, you, you, it's just like the Bible says, when you find that pearl, man. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to. You know, evaluate. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of people, they they got the pearl and they don't even know. You know what I'm saying? They're playing around with other women. They're, you know what I'm saying? 
And, you know, so I, you know, I get it, man, our visual and the, but, man, you can't let your eyes, you know, deceive you, man, because uh, when the pearl's in front of you, man, you know, it's just like what the Bible says, you know. You remember that that, that that parable? He finds a pearl of great value, and he goes and he buys and he a sells, field. Yep. And he sells everything he has to go buy his field to put yeah, it in exactly. there. Exactly. You know? And uh, hide it in there where no one would find it, you know? And, um, you know, that brings me back to Mary. You know, it's exactly what the Bible talks about how Mary... When she heard the angel come to him and say, you know, <laughs> I'm going to interrupt some plans you got. I know you're, you're uh, pledged to be married to this uh, young guy named Joseph here. But, uh, sorry, <laughs> if uh, you really, really, really want to be my servant, I got something for you. And, you know, she didn't doubt, man. She basically, she, she was just like, what, like how, you know, how are you going to be? How's it going to be, you know, being that I haven't been with a man, you know? I mean, she's trying to work it out, you know, in her head. And right. God understands when we're trying to work it out in our head. But now when we're now when we're supposed to be resting, you know? Remember I was telling you how you can be at work while you're still laying in bed because you're in your mind, you're trying to work everything out, and you're not laying down, you know, you're not resting. Um, right. You know, imagine if you if that happens to you, just with things going on in your life, you know, uh, imagine now when you got shame and guilt and you got this kind of this thing working in your conscience telling you you have to now earn God's forgiveness or you have to do something to make it up, you know? Right. And that's the worst place to be in because you're still not convinced that God loves you and you're still not willing to change your mind and do it on a regular basis because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, not having heard. You know, if you heard it yesterday and that's the last time you heard it, guess what? Today you haven't you haven't heard the word the way the Bible says. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. And so when you hear the word in a hearing state, meaning that you're continuously hearing, you know, hearing the word. How do you continuously hear the word? How are you always hearing the word? Well, you gotta make time for it, man. You gotta be get, get on the good preaching, you gotta open the Bible, you gotta seek uh communion with other other Christians. You know, th- there's the onus is on you to renew your mind, you know? Uh, right. You've got control of the channel changer, <laughs> you know? You can change the channel whenever you want, you know? And a lot of people just let it go on autopilot, and they wonder why their boat just sails into the rocks and doesn't have any direction because you know why? Because the rudder, just controlling the rudder is not going to get you there. Your right. sail on the boat, your sail on the boat is your mind. You've got to turn the sail certain ways, left and right, backwards and forwards, to get to the destination using the winds of adversary, of winds of adversity, winds of doctrines, winds of everything that come against you. But those are forces and energies that if you turn your sail correctly, which means your mind, you can use every force against you to get to your destination. In a boat, all you need is a rudder and a sail and maybe an anchor and an anchor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And some competency, <laughs> you know? Yep. And even with all that, you know, my one of the funniest points in the whole Bible for me is every time, every time without fail, the disciples go out fishing. It's all night, <laughs> and they've caught nothing. Exactly. Like, like, like not even a, a guppy. <laughs> nothing, you know? Jesus just like setting people up, man. You know, yeah, bro. Funeral going one way, life going the other. <laughs> well, you got a funeral. Can I can I bombard this thing and you know change your plans? You know, when Jesus comes into your life, he changes your plans, man. You got to understand that. Even when God wants to birth something in you, you know. You got to understand it's the Holy Spirit that's going to birth it in you, and you got to learn how to be pregnant with God's. You know how I became. You know what happened with me? I, I said, you know, I got tired of selling, you know, thousand uh, dollar items and watching another salesperson take my sale that I worked on. I mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm done with this, though. And there has to be, there has to come a point where, you know, you get that morning sickness. You know, right. Like, you know, Oh, I hate this. You you gotta be you got you gotta be sick of your situation, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? I hear you, bro. You, you will not, you will not, how, how, Mike Murdoch says something good. I mean, like I said, I'm very skeptical about everybody, but uh, once in a while you hear some things that are pretty good and they're biblical and, you know, you can adopt it. You always want to take the good and just stay away from the bad. But he right. says something, he says something about, um, uh, God, I lost my point. What were we just talking about? It was, it was, uh, about you being pregnant. Yeah, about you being pregnant. Well, yeah, go ahead. Well, anyways, I mean, you gotta be my point with Mike Murdoch. I always gotta, I always gotta say things to make sure that people know I don't affiliate with other people, you know. But, um, you know, Mary was pregnant, and the Holy Spirit said two things to her, you know. And when she said, "How will this be?" You know, just think about the 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 two things that he pointed to. The first thing he said, "Well, the Holy Spirit's gonna do this. He's gonna you're you're gonna be impregnated by Spirit." conceiving a child in you, and, um, you know, and then he doesn't even tell her, the Holy Spirit doesn't even tell her, like, um, to go see Elizabeth. He just says it. He says, your cousin Elizabeth, you know, she, he doesn't give her instructions to go see Elizabeth, but it's implied. Why would the Holy Spirit even just bring it up? She's six months pregnant ahead of you. And she's carrying a miracle child because she's past the birth ch- uh, childbirth bearing age. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so, what is the Holy Spirit trying to tell you, man? If you want to advance, if you want to, if you want to advance this baby along, you're gonna have to find somebody who's pregnant with the same miracle, you know, a little bit further along in the process. And those make great agreement partners in prayer. They make great discipleship, you know, sparks fly when, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know, and it's always good when somebody has a mentor, you know, and it's always good when a mentor can learn from somebody young, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and too many of us, you know, are in competition with each other, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, women, not so much, you know, in that sense, when they're pregnant, you know, they become communities and I see it, you know, but men, I see men that are pregnant all the time and they want to do things by themselves. And God can't bless that because even even Naomi, you know, when she was told to go to the field, she just started following somebody else who was ahead of her in the game and began reaping, you know, some of that some of that that stuff that was on the corner of the fields. She came back and you know, uh, sorry, Ruth, I'm sorry, and 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 she just got behind. She didn't even know what she was doing. She was like, you know, found herself in the field, right? And 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 you didn't realize she's found herself in Boaz's field. You know what I'm saying? Incredible. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, you know, it's it's crazy, but we, we don't want to take mentorship in our lives because, you know, everybody wants to be isolated and they're by themselves and not have anybody be accountable to. And It's just, you know, it's backwards, man. We, we don't understand kingdomship. In a democracy, because <laughs> we've been we've been indoctrinated, you know, of having a vote about everything, and you know, we don't understand when a king says something, man. You got to drop what you're doing, do what he says, because your your very life depends on it, man. You know, a lot of times it does, you know, and I and and people think that you know just do what you want, do what you want, you know, and um, you can get away with it, but you don't get away with things, man. You know, uh, at some point, like I said, like you know, you were telling me like uh, your opinion on it, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that if you don't bow the knee on this side, <laughs> at some point it will be forced on you. You're gonna do it whether you want to or not. That's that's not the issue. You know, I, I just mm-hmm. pray that that people would would see that God loves them. It's not you know, it's not one of these things that you know he's mad anymore because he punished. All the sins, all all sins, every everybody sins, from from the beginning of Adam all the way to the last the last person in that dispensation, bro. Mm-hmm. He paid for it all, bro. That that was some precious blood. And remember, the first the first place that blood dropped was from from his forehead down to the ground. You know, he sweat blood, and that was the first place. You know, we have redemption in our mind first, and then we have redemption in the very fact that wherever we go. He's there with us, you know, hit the ground and wherever your, your feet touch, you know, that's holy ground. You know, the Holy Spirit's trying to illuminate some things in us. And it takes years for us to study the Bible. If, 
you know, uh, um, if we don't have the right the right person to guide you, you know, the, the Holy Spirit should be the, the first thing to guide you. And then you can have, you know, 100 teachers if you want, but, you know, the, the main thing is, like, if you're not submitted, you know, to some authority, guess what? You got no power, bro. And people don't understand that. Look, let me show you something, bro. This is something that the Holy Spirit kind of illuminated to me to help people understand what it means to speak with authority and power, bro, you know? Um, the first thing is, is that when Jesus came into this planet, okay, he had to grow both in favor with man and God. Check it out. It's in the Bible. Okay? okay. Why would, you know, why would that be the case? Well, because there's, there's protocol for everything, bro. There's protocol for you approaching a king. There's protocol for you, you know, making a business sale transaction. Take it in the Bible. Knock, seek, and ask. You know, when you're door-to-door sales guy, it's just backwards. That's all it is. Anyways, whatever. I, I won't even get into that because I forget what I'm talking about, you know. But Jesus had to follow protocol. The first thing was that, you know, who was the authority on earth when Jesus was 29 years old? You know who it was? <laughs> it was his, It was that six months older cousin of his who leaped for joy at their first presence in the womb. God had given him a, 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 a ministry of repentance and was baptizing people in the Jordan. And they asked Jesus, you know, by what authority do you do this? And started accusing him of casting out spirits in the name of, the, uh, of Satan, right? Belzebub and all these whatever things. Right. Um, and Jesus didn't answer it. They wanted to know, like, they, want, they saw power coming out of him, bro. So they wanted they wanted to know what's what's up with the power. They asked him about authority, right? And he right. he points them to John. What does he say? He says, "John's anointing was it from God?" <laughs> you know. He exactly. says, first I'll, first I'll ask you a question." You know, and then he asked them that because they know in their heart that if they say, you know, that yes, the anointing was from God, then why didn't they repent? Why didn't they get baptized, you know? So exactly. Jesus would have been right if they would have said. And if he says no, then they can't question him, you know? So he points to them and he says, he tells them where he got his authority. I don't think he's got that. I don't think he's got it. Ready? I'm going I'm to say it again. I'm going to say it again for people to get it. Okay? You want God's power in your life. Jesus waited till he was 30 years old so he could become a rabbi because that's, that's the, Hebrew, the, the Hebrew, you know, culture basically accepts. You know, God is a God of accreditation, brother. He's not, he, he not out to slick his way, cheat his way through a test and get, you know, and get by. He waited 30 years, bro, 30 years, and was under the authority of Mama Duke and Papa Duke until Mama Duke said, Get out of the house and start your thing, baby, because because they need to know. And you know what? He already knew. He already knew. But he had to wait. And then when he knew it was time, what was the first thing he went and did? He went to look for John. That's right, because John was the authority on earth right there, brother. And so he submitted himself, submitted himself. And then watch what happens. You know the story. <laughs> God affirms him, and he overtakes the whole ministry in 30 seconds. But even he had to submit himself. And immediately after that, he was tested. 40, that number 40 represents, you know, testing time. And... um Goes up there. You realize that if he wouldn't have answered those questions correctly, we're all dead in our sins. <laughs> you would have not have been perfect. You would have, imagine if he would have been tempted one time up there in that desert and, you know what I'm saying, like kind of skipped on one of those. That's it. Unqualified to be the, the spotless Lamb of God. So, right. you know, your, t- your time of testing is so important. We can't, we can't overlook that because God wants to do something permanent in our lives. 
And so the way you get a permanent work done in your life is to allow the process of testing. And then I get it. Sometimes we stay in jobs we don't want to be in. You know, I get it. Sometimes you want to bounce. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but you got to be patient in the in the furnace of God's testing, bro. Because he, when he's done, when he's done, he's going to knock on the side of that. And if he hears a certain sound, he knows it's ready. You know what I'm saying? That, right. that's, how they, that's how they know when that vase is ready. They pull it out of the oven and they, they hit it. Ding, ding, ding. And it gives a certain sound. That's how you know. So that's, that's how you know. Are you going through something right now? When God pulls you out of the oven and he smacks you on the side, just to see what kind of sound comes out of you. Is there praise or is there a thump? You know? Exactly. Is there something that's solid there or is it, or is it, <laughs> you know? Exactly. You're absolutely so, right, man. So, you know, God wants, God wants to develop in you a lot of, a lot of great characteristics, you know, character, you know what I'm saying? Character. God's more interested in character than he is in miracles. You know, people don't realize that, that, you know, God's more interested in helping you manage than he is in giving you miracles. You know, what do you say, manage? What do you mean? No, I, I mean management. If you properly manage and steward the things that God has given you, you won't have to rely on God always bailing you out and, and doing ridiculous miracles because of your lack of discipline. You know? Wow. So, so, so we, we can't experience God's best without that discipline that he's trying to build inside of us, you know? And uh, I'll leave it at that, Eddie, because I, I know sometimes I just I'll go on and on. But no, man, I've been seeing that. Fire, I've been seeing right now that, you know, like my question to, to you and to everyone and to everybody is who is your pastor? Because unless you're submitted to somebody, guess what? You know, your authority is illegitimate. You're... You, that, you remember the disciples who tried to cast out demons, and <laughs> the demon was like, uh, Paul, I know, <laughs> uh, this and this, Peter, I know, whatever, but you, who the hell are you? And they just went, Boom, and tore them up, you know? Those people were not submitted to nobody. You, know, you, can't, be a, you can't be a renegade Christian. That's just what I'm trying to tell you, bro. Uh, 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 um, you know, the thumb, can I say, oh, today I want to be... A liver cell, you know, and just exactly, you know, I want to hide from. You no, know, bro, if you're the thumb, bro, God needs you as the thumb. Whatever you, whatever you want, man, you just gotta be genuinely you, who you, who God created you to be. You know, you got a gift that's untapped. You know, cultivate it, man. Cultivate it. Nothing just comes up in life. You know, mm. you know, everything is a result of cultivation. You know, the Holy Spirit cultivating in you. You know, uh, the grace, the understanding of the fact that you're, you're, you're standing on grace. That, actually, Paul says, is what caused him to work even harder. You see what I'm saying? Right. Uh, than the other apostles. He said that he gave the credit to grace working within him. You know? Uh, so every time I, I, I see these, these kind of like two worlds, you know, you got grace and law, you got rest and works. You know, um, th th those two things always kind of, like, become very evident now that you see the patterns of the Old Testament. You know, um, Jesus was trying to bring us into an everlasting rest, you know? Mm -hmm. Our only job was to believe, you know, what are we supposed to do for the works of God, God? You know, we want to do the works of God. And he says, just believe, you know, believe. So, I mean, if it was, if it was more complicated, he would have, he would have, you would have explained, bro, you know? Amen. And even, yeah. even in the man who builds the house, it's, you know, you got to first hear the words too. Remember, you know, <laughs> you're not hearing the correct words. How can you put it into practice? You see what I'm saying? So it's a matter of hearing. If you hear it enough, it's going to make sense to you. And hearing is, is, a, is, a, is not just a state of having heard once. And that's why a lot of people, they just don't get to where they want to get to. You know, they don't birth that which they've been, their pregnancy should have taken six months and it's it's been nine years, you know? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They let everything and everything get in their way. They made every excuse and then they wonder why, you know, others get ahead. And you got to take that faith, which is the now faith, by the, 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, now, not tomorrow, not yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, and apply that that you kind of have now. And Romans five seventeen talks about you know those who have received an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Those are the two main elements, man. Those things, you know, like I said, this God gives you things in twos. He gives you the body and and the blood. You know, and the, you can't have one without the other, bro. You know, Melchizedek didn't show up with his bread. He came with, you know, something to drink and something to something to, to share. You know? Exactly. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is the body and the blood. You know, Melchizedek showed up with both with Abraham. You know? And one without the other is not good. Because remember, if you want healing, check out Jesus. Before he told the man to rise up and walk, he first told him your sins are forgiven. And if you want to know proof, which one is easier to say? See what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. first moved through forgiveness before he did a lot of miracles, bro. Your sins are forgiven, woman. Woo! You know? Things oh. just change. Things just change when you know you're forgiven. You know? And not only that, they not only they just change, but but God empowers them to change. That's where the empowerment comes when you know you're forgiven. If, if you're still struggling in that, man, you know, every little thing you do, you know, you don't know how to properly judge them without judging yourself. You, know, you can judge everything, even your bad behavior. You know, oh, that was not right. You know, that was a little hasty of me to say that. You know, somebody says, oh, I caught you. You know, you don't have to defend it every time. You just be like, you know. Exactly. You have to yourself. And, you know, just know that that's, that's the thing that, that everybody else sees, man. You know what I'm saying? You just don't want to admit it sometimes, you know. And people will point it out. You know, and most people know their own sin issues. So that's why I don't, I don't believe God wants us to beat the sheep. He wants us to feed the sheep. You know, like, 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 let everything out of your mouth come with, with the wisdom that helps people understand that they're forgiven, man. You know, mm-hmm. if, if they would renew their minds on a constant basis, you know, it's, it, the results would become a lot more evident of something that already is, whether they. You know, whether they want to just kind of invest in it or not. You know, that, this is for those who are truly born again. You know, they, they believe Jesus has died on the cross for them, and they've received that as their personal atonement. That's 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 what this conversation is to. You know, or who it's to. It's not for those who who you know just don't want anything to do with Jesus because they think it's religion. You know, I mean, they're missing out on the very fact that it's, it has everything to do with relationship. You know. And when I say relationship, even that's become a little religious-y, you know what I'm saying? Even that term and that slogan, you know, it's become kind of like deepened, I guess, you know? And uh, and I I have too many testimonies at this point, you know, $70,000 from a surgery that was paid for, you know, just within the last five, six years, man, I just... You know, all the different things that, that have come about from that trial. You know, was playing church for about a year, playing drums. I never expected to really be playing drums anywhere. Um, and having that much fun, too, which was the ironic thing about it, you know. I think playing drums is probably more fun than anything else because you're actually moving and you're, you know, you're hurt the most. <laughs> you're just kind of in the middle of it all. That's, that's, that's what I guess I'm doing. And it wasn't the attention. It was just I was able to engross myself in worship, you know. And um, I don't know, you know, I'm tall anyway, so being the center of it all is not really something I look for. It's just kind of what I am. And I'm not the center of things. I just, I know that what God does is sometimes he puts you in the center when he knows, you know, you're living the kind of life that he wants to, you know, uh, you know, call attention to. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've seen it where it's happened to me so many times where, you know, I'm going out, doing something on a job that, you know, I'm doing, and then the Lord just has it where somebody is placed in the back of my car uh, where I have to take them with me or, you know, I had three or four different jobs in the last few years where I just found myself with people in the back of my car that were really open to hearing the very the very things that God was speaking to me that week, that season of my life, you know? Right. I was so filled where just, I was like wondering why God was filling me so much with this this stuff that I was that was feeding my spirit, and who you know God doesn't rarely just give it to you. He, when He gives it to you, He 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 gives it to to you to you know to pass it like a conduit. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. Joseph, imagine if Joseph <laughs> all that wisdom, he would have kept it to himself. You know what I'm saying? Right. You've got to be a conduit of your wisdom, man. If not, God really can't be glorified. You know, the, the point that I'm even opening my mouth here is just so that I can I can be a conduit of all the little things that I've learned, you know. I, I won't be able to say it in an hour. I won't be able to say it. You know, it takes a lifetime because every situation brings out a new nugget. Doesn't the Bible say that you will become like a like a man having both treasures, old and new? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A wise man. So, you know, Jesus used to talk about these things in parables, and we, we, we oftentimes just glazed over them. But in those things, if you really search them out, are the true essence of the, the best pearls of wisdom in life. You know, and it just, you can't just rest upon reading those, I would say, you know, almost 30, 40 different uh, passages in the Bible that took me 30 years to figure out, you know. I mean, right. come on, I've been reading the Bible since I was 12, you know. Really, since I was, since I was 19 is when I really started putting my foot to the pedal. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shalom Agab and all that, right? You know, after my brother passed away. I, I basically um, grew a Catholic, you know? Um, so that 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 needed to change, man. You know, all this denominational stuff and putting God in a box and labeling him and this and that and even myself, you know? Uh, so now I call myself a citizen of the kingdom of God. Um you know, you want to call me a Christian, that's up to you, you know. It's something that the world started, you know. It's not even something that Jesus called his, his believers, you know, his, his followers. He called them disciples, you know. So, and nowadays, you call someone a disciple, you know, kind of has a connotation of something. It's a little weird, you know. You, you know what I tell Christians? What? I tell them, bro, um, Jesus is not going to be in heaven, bro. Because he was because he wasn't a Christian, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know? Yeah, you know, it's, I think it's, I think it's only three times the word is even mentioned, Christian. And two times it has, almost has a negative kind of uh, context to it. One, if you suffer for being a Christian, and then in Antioch, they were first being called Christians. You know, people of right. that city were kind of mocking them, you know? A uh, little Christ-like people, you know. So, you know, and I, like I said, I was telling you about, you know, the fact that our apostle is Paul. You know, Jesus was a, to, to the to the lost sheep of Israel, and um, and Peter was to the Jews. You know, mm-hmm. um, by apostleship, you know, obviously Jesus is the head of everything, and his tentacles go to everything, but. Um, I don't know, you know, it's just one of these things where where people get caught up in an actual bloodline, you know, instead of spiritual DNA, you know, which is, you know, Nicodemus is like, how can a man be born again and go back into his mother's womb? He's talking bloodline, and Jesus starts to talk to him about spiritual DNA, you know? Right. And um, we got to go back to redemption, which speaks to spiritual DNA, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Instead of creation, you know, people go back to the other land, they go back to exercise, and they go back to being healthy, and it's all good, it's nothing, you know, but it's falling, it's falling, everything is falling, even man, you know. Uh, so, you know, when you go back to the Redeemer, it's, it means to buy back something you've already had at some point. You know what I'm saying? You can't redeem something if you didn't already own it at some point. Mm-hmm. Ah, did you get that? So check this out. That means that if you're working for somebody else, they got your time. They own your time there. I mean, they're paying you for it, but they, because they're paying you for it, they own your time. So if you can go into business for the kingdom, I say it like that, you know, just going into business for yourself ought to be the motivation to go into business for the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go into business for, for the kingdom, you know, you can discipline yourself and make the most of your time, walk circumspectly, you know, be a good steward, Um then you can have redemption of your own time. See, see what I mean? Now, no, but you can buy back your own time now. Now you can do what you want with your family. That, that's, that's ultimately what God wants to redeem us from. I, I don't disagree with people who, who believe that God, you know, sent Jesus to also redeem us from the curse of hard work, you know, toiling, 
and, you know, working the ground, you know. And like right. I said, the, the, the blood dropped on the ground was the first place, you know. So so it, it, it now shifts to trusting in the finished work, trusting in how, though we don't understand how it works, but that blood has more redeeming power than, than <laughs> you know, any any bond that we can write, you know what I'm saying? Any, any, any amount of money that we can put on a check, it, it cannot redeem. The, that, the price of one drop of his blood is more precious than all the gold and silver combined in the universe. You know, and that's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just that powerful, dude. And so, you know, the angels are going to be singing. We're going to be singing. You know, uh, it's not just going to be in heaven. See, I want somebody to write a book about what it's really going to be like in heaven. And I think a lot of us have this kind of up in the clouds, just <laughs> singing forever with Jesus. But, you know, I get it. We're going to be praising God, obviously. Um, I hope hope someone can show us, you know, what it's really going to be like. What do you think, Eddie? What, what do you think we're going to be spending our time in heaven doing more than anything else? I, I think heaven's going to come to earth, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, it's going to be a period. Obviously, going to be a period if if we believe in the rapture, where we're looking down, and we see what's going on. I you know? definitely agree, bro. So you know we're going to be there um, at some point, and then uh, we'll come down. Absolutely, man. This, I want to hear. I want to hear some good things. You know, because the Bible says to, to remind each other of of this. And we oftentimes lose sight of that because we, we see it as just a, just a, a method of coping with death, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't give it much uh, accreditation, you know? That's part of, you know, things, you know, the Bible actually doesn't doesn't really talk about death for the believer. It talks about sleep. You know what I'm saying? It's talking yeah, about, you know. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It talks about sleep for the believers, you know? And he, he, Jesus said there's some here that won't take death, you know? He, you know Jesus always kind of gave people more than just, you know, earthly hope, you know? He told them, you know, um, I do not give as the world gives, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's there's things that, that we have to see that we're just not going to understand until we learn to just detach ourselves from democracy, detach ourselves from what we have de- defined as kingdom living, kingdom orientated thinking, you know. Um, those kind of things are developed by real intimacy, just doing things that God has told you to do. And then you learn so much about, well, damn, God was saying that to me the whole time. And I just, you know, this does line up with the word, you know, sorry, Holy Spirit, I wasn't hearing you, you know. And then you, you learn that you learn to distinguish, you know, the the voice of truth in 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 the thick of all the confusion. It's not like it's not like you can't recognize the voice because it's it's a very recognizable voice that um that when God says something, you you know it, it it's Him because it almost thunders inside of you like in a sense where your heartstrings pull your you know your um your concepts begin to shake, you know, and the very foundations of your of all your theories begin to ravel in front of you, you know, you start to, it, it, you know when you start having to walk by faith again. Amen. And, yeah. and that's how you know when God's speaking to you. God will always require a little bit of faith that causes you to get a little bit nervous sometimes. It causes you, I guess for me, it causes you to, you know, buckle your seatbelt, spiritually speaking, and and you know do what you got to do, and, and when I find myself in that mode, you know I get a little uncomfortable, and then I just do what I got to do, and then typically I, I get on that treadmill that, that gets me to where I need to go, you know, and um, you get on the track, you know, the track kind of takes you there, but you just got to get on the the right track, you know, right. and then but it's it's amazing though, but if you're not hearing the word on a constant basis, you know. Hello? 
Hello?
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.